Whether on the go or at the table, get lost in a conversation about everything coffee with your host, Eric Ortiz. Hi, and welcome to Everything Coffee, a podcast that brings in different people weekly from all walks of life to talk about everything coffee. Today, I'm joined by Andrew Potler, creator of Pool and Pour, a website and Instagram presence that promotes and devotes itself to specialty coffee. Educate home baristas on new recipes, providing guides, and helping elevate the coffee experience for anyone interested in brewing a better cup at home. Andrew's passion for coffee drives him to take on thousands of different coffees each year from all parts of the world, working with different roasters from all parts. And today we talk about his journey in coffee, the highly successful Instagram and website presence he's created with Pull and Pour, and a conversation about everything coffee, of course. Visit Pull and Pour Coffee at www.pullandpourcoffee.com and on Instagram at Pull and Pour Coffee. Everyone, please welcome Andrew Hotler. Andrew, how you doing? Very good. Thanks for having me on, Eric. Excited to talk. Oh man, I am. I am excited to have you on board. Um, for for all of those that that don't get to listen to the to the pre show, I would say, um, I was telling Andrew right now when we were before the recording that that I've just been following for him for him for such a long time, and and I'm just always so impressed at the work he's done because I I did start following you you you're already big Andrew but um I I think the pandemic really gave us a false sense of security of how much we were growing <laughs> but you really exploded um during that time frame uh because you really did dive into a market of working with people like myself who became home baristas and really wanted to elevate that coffee experience and in a whole different way tell me a little bit about yourself first off because you know your background isn't necessarily in coffee is it yeah so unlike you know a lot of people that are in like the coffee instagram coffee world that came from like baristas or other places mine is really purely from a kind of home love of coffee i uh i never really drank coffee Growing up, I never really liked the taste. So it wasn't until probably eight or nine years ago when I like discovered true specialty coffee and like what coffee could actually be and taste like that I was like, oh man, this is amazing. So it's you know the caffeine has never really been something that works for me. So it's really all about the taste and the flavor. Sure. That's what gets me excited about coffee. So you know I I'm a designer by day. Uh, I do web design and a, a variety of other websites and design stuff for. Uh, just working for myself as freelance. And so it was a few years ago and I wanted kind of a fun side project. I do a lot of stuff that's pretty much all client focused where they kind of direct what they want. Um, so I wanted a project that like I could kind of do infographics, which I don't get to do much with my day job and kind of explore other design directions and, and fun type explorations and wanted kind of a, a topic around and coffee is one of uh, my big passions. So I was like, right, this is great. Um, so it was never, you know, it started three or four years ago as a very kind of casual hobby, um, just very, very casual and has grown into something definitely more, um, you know, still a side project, but something that I, that, you know, when I, as a designer, like the creative side, you're always kind of thinking about 
things, whether it's like clients or other stuff. And, and so pull and pour more and more has become like that thing that's always in the back of my head thinking of, oh, this would be a fun idea. Or, this would be a good infographic to do. And it's been fun to, to, to see it evolve and see it grow. It's, it's one heck of a side project, Andrew. I will tell you that. You have 45,000 plus subscribers on Instagram. You have a very devout website to education, to articles and coffee, to guides, reviews, recipes, recommendations. It, it, it is quite vast of, of a website. Is, is this something of a group effort? Is it something just directed by you? Are there other people involved? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much me. <laughs> I will, A lot of the info, I mean, I'll do guest posts occasionally on the website. Um, a lot of the content that I'll do like infographics for, I definitely, um, collaborate with people that are much more knowledgeable than I am <laughs> on coffee. Um, and so like Lance Hedrick or Scott Royale, like getting to work with them that they are like the people that have been in the coffee industry for years, like deeply in, uh, the weeds and have a much more depth of knowledge to the technical side of things. Sure. Um, ne- never heard of them, so... by the way. Ne- never heard of Lance, never heard of Scott, never in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, I mean, it's been fun. I think what, you know, when it comes to knowledge in coffee, I, I've grown a lot and I've learned way more than I thought was, <laughs> was ever there, um, you know, three years ago when I started, but I, I would still say that I'm, I'm very comfortable in the, um, like experiential piece of coffee. Like I've got refined my palate very well that like I am pretty zoned in on that. But when it comes to some more of the technical stuff, just like never having worked in a cafe, those are definitely some of my uh, weaker points or stuff. Like I've never actually, you know, I've been a part of roasting, but that's not like a job that I've had. Sure. So getting to kind of lean into some of those guys and learn from them and then kind of tap into my expertise on the design side to help present that information in a way that's easier for people to digest has really been uh, what's been fun for me to kind of get to kind of use my strengths with kind of the information and, and, the, and the strength of others to kind of create something that's beautiful and, and hopefully helpful for people. to Sure. Learn. And with you saying I have a background in obviously website design, graphic design, how how is it that you just jumped right into this? Now, I you said something right now that that really resonates resonates with me. I should say, I I am not a person that is drawn to caffeine. I can drink coffee five minutes before going to bed, and I will sleep yep. like a baby. Um, it yep. doesn't affect <laughs> me one bit, and I drink a lot of it. But what really drives me about coffee is flavor. So. Yes. I, I'm really just kind of like, like, how does he make this connection of going from website design to doing this to all of a sudden coffee website and not just being a coffee like presence and an educational source, but being considered one of the elite sources of education, information, recommendations, reviews, articles, things of that nature. How does it happen? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> it was Very never, honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been something that I have, it, it's just been a really fun project to explore both the information side and also, you know, trying to like play the Instagram game of like, what, what's, what hits well? Like, what are people excited about? Like there's, be, there'll be posts and infographics that I'll do that I, I think are going to be great and really helpful. And they kind of land flat. And there's other ones that, 
I'll do that. I'm like, I don't know, this might be too technical or this may not, whatever. And it does great. And so, um, you know, the cool thing about Instagram, and this is the web in general that I love, but I feel like Instagram more than any other community I've been a part of sure. is just the, the international component to it. Like the fact that I can post something and then someone, you know, across the world in China or the UK or anywhere else, like within minutes is looking at it. And it's been humbling because there's been times where like, I obviously come to my content with an American perspective and, um, our view of coffee and how we interpret coffee and enjoy coffee is different than other parts of the world. So there's been times that I've kind of, uh, even the way, the way that we make drinks sometimes is different. So, um, but that's, what's been so cool about the whole process, just being able to kind of connect with people from around the world that are in the coffee industry. I mean, I've, I've been in design, um, for 10 or 12 years and, and I'd go to conferences and I'd be, you know, get to know people in the design community, but there was never, there's never like a sense of community, at least that I found there. Whereas like with coffee, that was not my intention, but you know, getting to work with roasters and getting to know the people behind coffee and the baristas in these championship and the AeroPress competitions and like getting to work with all these people that are so down to earth, so helpful, um, so kind. I mean, that's been what's really been the most fun, just kind of getting to know the people in the industry and, and roasters around the country and the world. Um, and, you know, and, and work together with them on that. Absolutely. It, it, it is a true passion that is observable from, from a normal Joe like myself that's looking from the outside in and ju- just seeing how much work you put into this. Because like you said right now, it's a side project. It doesn't feel like it. From, from my point of view, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, this guy is totally devoted to 100% coffee. You, you successfully post on Instagram I would say probably daily, right, Andrew? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm very type A, very organized, uh, which has helped me in my own design business and has definitely helped as I've kind of structured a game plan around pull and pour. So, yeah, I mean, I post most mornings. A lot of that is, it's not, a lot of that is pre-planned. Like it's not scheduled out, but I kind of have an idea going into the week. Okay, these are the posts I'm going to post like on my calendar and, and plan kind of like an editorial calendar, almost like a, a brand would have. Um, sure. And that's just for me, you know, I have, we've got three little ones at home and lots of family activities and stuff. So that I have to be very intentional about, um, you know, when I, I spend time on pull and pour and, and maximize the amount of kind of content and things that I can get out of you know, a, a very structured, somewhat sure. limited amount of time. I'd, I'd like um, to focus so, on that intentionality really fast, Andrew, because I, I think a lot of people that listen to this show who already know pull and pour and see the success that you've had and, and, and not necessarily trying to reach that, but some individuals who are trying to kind of just start their own Instagram, they, they see someone like you that's, you're really taking this on by yourself. You you have your own family, you have, you know, regular job that takes up time and they're probably looking at themselves saying, how, how can I mimic that? When, when you said that I don't have anything pre-scheduled, but at least you plan out, how does that intentionality work itself? Like your, your process, how do you know today? Like I'm looking at one of the posts that as of right now, and by the time this show airs, it's not going to be the main post, but one of the main posts that you have is types of espresso. And yeah. how do you, 
how do you choose that on a weekly basis saying I'm going to focus on this or hit on these areas? Is it something you're looking at trend or is this something that's just saying, I'm I just feel like I'm going to do this today. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's a mix. Like sometimes when I'm kind of collaborating with someone else, like some of the stuff I've done with Lance, like he'll create videos and then we'll kind of like base content off of that. So that's, what's kind of drives some of the, infographics when I kind of collaborate with someone else it's kind of like a lot of the content they're already doing or content that I've read in one of their books or something and and want to pull out Um, but when it comes to myself like a lot of it has to do with you know what I was talking about as a creative like I'm always just kind of thinking about ideas whether that's like client-based work or something with pull and pour so a lot of times I'll just be kind of like brewing and thinking like oh man this would be kind of interesting um, to do something around and then I kind of just jot it down and, and I have a list of probably like 30 of those ideas and then just as I have time, you know, like most Saturday mornings, I'll wake up an hour, hour and a half before the family wakes up. And that's kind of like one structured block of time that I'll do pull and pour stuff. Or, um, you know, you mentioned in kind of during COVID that the account grew. And a lot of that had to do with me being able to <laughs> devote more time to it. <laughs> in the sense I can imagine. That, yeah. You know, normally it'd be like, you know, we'd have activities a lot of nights and so it'd be like two or three nights my wife and I would have like nothing going on that we could just hang out. Whereas like during COVID, it was like five or six nights, seven nights, like nothing was going on. So it was like, okay, one or two, three of those nights, I can kind of do some pull and pour stuff as we're kind of hanging out together. So I just was able to devote a little bit more time and just kind of be intentional about, you know, when to do it. And it also kind of depends on the type of content, you know, the, the nice thing about infographics is I can kind of do them whenever, um, on my computer, like as long as I have my computer with me. Um, whereas like some of the, the video type stuff of brewing, like it maybe depends on more of the time of day and, and the light and you know what you're, you know, there's just a little bit more structure around that. So um, it's really just kind of been <laughs> as with everything in my life, you know, it's kind of finding the pockets of time that sure. makes sense and schedule it and um, be intentional about what, you know, and, and that's the thing too, that I found that like, there, you, you could spend four hours on a, a single post and a video and edit it and make it perfect and maybe it would do better, maybe not. But I just kind of decided, like, I would rather put out content that, you know, I, I try and make all my content high quality. Sure. And the, you know, the infographics refined and stuff. But, um, you know, I, the videos I shoot, they're on my iPhone. I kind of use a basic app to kind of edit them. And I could probably spend three times as much time and they'd probably be a little bit better, but then I, you know, I just don't have that time to do that or I just create a lot less content. So it's kind of trying to find the, the hacks to, to make the most out of the time you have and, and, and create as much content that's high quality and, and helpful as you can. And, and it's, and it's an informed opinion because as I mentioned in the intro, you have gone through thousands of bags of coffees, I would say yearly. And, uh, yeah. it's, it's scary. Um, I'll, I'll admit, uh, we're, we're, I'm going to talk to cardiologists a little bit. Um, but I, I understand that because during the pandemic, I, I was thinking to myself, Oh man, I probably gone through 300, 400 different bags of coffee. And, and then here I am reading like thousands of like, are, are you still alive? Andrew, are you, <laughs> you still know, kicking? So I do. I mean, one of the, the, fun parts that was kind of an unintended side effect of doing pulled pours. I get sent a lot of coffee and like sure. roasters yeah, that yeah. either want, you know, a, a call out on the site or just kind of are interested in what I think. And so I, I mean, I'll have, 
you know, two, three different like coffees that I'll brew every day. But truthfully, like a lot of times I'll brew a coffee a few times and then unless it's one that I like absolutely love and I'm kind of working through the bag, you know, I share a lot of coffee with friends and family, which is fun because I definitely have, you know, way more coffee (laughs) than I could drink (laughs) most of the time. And a lot of that, even like, even still, like the last thing I need to do is maybe buy a bag of coffee, but I still like, I'm kind of a sucker. It's like, Oh, that coffee sounds so great. And I want to support that roaster and, you know, still buy a bag. And and I love just even sharing, sharing those with people. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I get to try a lot of different coffees. Um, and so it's almost, you know, almost daily that I'm like, trying a new coffee. And so it's one of my favorite posts that I do at the end of every year um, is like to kind of put out all the bags. I save them all for the year. And then like the, you know, the few hundred bags that I have uh, for the year to sure put out on the driveway and take a picture and kind of document uh, again, kind of like my type <laughs> a personality of like, okay, these are the coffees that I've tried. And um, so yeah, it's, it's just a lot of fun. I get you with that. And when you said it right now, you say, I, I like supporting small roasters. Sometimes it depends on what roaster it is. I mean, sometimes they're large companies, sometimes small. I I have that same passion with you in terms of just supporting small business, especially in, in a field that we love so much, coffee. It, it's such a niche market in terms of who roasts. You know, you can bring the same coffee to two individuals, two roasters, and produce two different results. And really what what our goal has been, at least mine as I can't speak for Andrew has been just to promote local uh, support business in general, because it's, it's livelihood. Even though I'm not making any money doing what I'm doing, they are, and, and they definitely are putting their, their sweat, uh, hopefully not too much in, in the beans, but, uh, and hopefully no <laughs> blood whatsoever, but you, you have kind of focused quite a bit of attention to the website to origin, to roasters, what is something that just driving you to, to kind of focus on those parts or those aspects of coffee that, that really kind of just resonates home with you with sustainability maybe? Yeah. I mean, I think that coffee, one of the things that I've loved as I've kind of dove more into coffee years back was just like the story of coffee. I mean, everything like understanding where it comes from, the farm, it it comes from all the way to the roaster and and that process and then coming, you know, ending up in your coffee. It's it's one of those things that probably almost everyone who drinks coffee, like doesn't have any concept of where it came from. And, and that idea of, you know, kind of getting back to origin and understanding the story of that coffee. And I think there's, there's a lot of pieces to that. And and one of the pieces that is most important is like the roaster and and how they're sourcing the coffee and how they're roasting it and how they're treating their employees. And like you said, like local, you know, the great thing about so many specialty roasters is that they're very local. Like, you know, if they have a cafe, it's very focused on like the people in that neighborhood and in that city. And I think that that's just, you know, there's, there's so much depth there. And then, also like with pull and pour getting to like meet those people, like sometimes in person, sometimes just through Instagram chats. Um, a lot of times like those roasters that you have in your city are just a few people. Um, sometimes, you know, one or two people. And that, and that's, what's so cool about coffee too, is that like, I think a lot of people would think like, Oh, you gotta be a big company to, to do it. Well, like some of the best, um, 
coffee that I've had um, has come from like one person roasters. Um, I saw a few episodes back. You you had Gary from my friend's coffee. I, I was I was going to bring up Gary because your your yeah. your method of of talking and, and re- referencing the passion for coffee reminds me of of Gary's passion because. One word that I use with Gary and, and the way you're kind of describing the process, the origin, the farming, it's a very romantic notion of coffee. It is it is a, a timeless, like almost, uh, man, I, I don't, it's like a Frank Sinatra of, of classiness in terms of the music and the style uh, of, of coffee. And, and there's just, it, I, I just love that you brought up Gary when, you, when you're mentioning that because you guys have the same almost mentality of how you love and, and are passionate with coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, with, as with everything, like there's a ton of room for improvement on a lot of different pieces of that story, but it is just a really, um, you know, there's so much potential there and so much, um, you know, innovation that's happening and there's so much great, um, great stuff. and, And it's fun to be able to be like a small piece of that story. Um, and yeah, and I think, I mean, that's, what's so cool about coffee too, is that you don't have to, I mean, someone like Gary, like it's really just him and he is sourcing, he's able to kind of buy the same coffee that a huge roaster could buy even better sometimes because he's smaller and he doesn't need to, you know, what he can buy is smaller lots that maybe are more unique and exciting and, and he's doing a great job roasting it and, it doesn't matter that it's just him. Like he's, he's doing some of the best coffees that I've had in the last few years has come from Gary. And, and I'm actually working with him now oh, on good. like some, some coffee that, you know, with pull and pour, I kind of have this coffee club that I'll text out people. And, and most of it is roasters that I'll source their coffee, but um, occasionally I'll kind of like do special releases that are oh, coffee wow. that I've kind of pulled in and, you know, I'm actually working with him now on one of those upcoming coffees. So, I mean, it's just cool to be able to do that kind of stuff that if you would ask me two or three years ago, I'd be like, what? You're crazy. So um, sign me up for that. That is, um, that, that sounds like fun having that collaboration with, with individuals because you understand that, that pulse of what they bring to this, this industry. And, And being that you've been doing this for some time now, Andrew, and you've, you've really experienced quite a bit. Obviously, right now we're, we're what we call what third wave coffee. Um, it, it's it's the newest trend. It's one that's been sticking around. Where is coffee going right now? You you understand it more than anyone else. But where is it going at this point? Well, man, that's a big question. I, I don't. It's, it's <laughs> I don't loaded. Know I, I know. I'm sorry. I, I, I it's loaded question. I, I guess for I, for me, I look yeah, at I mean, it in the sense of of. The, the pandemic really changed the game of coffee and it's, and it's, there was, it was a trajectory where coffee was heading and then all of a sudden pandemic hit and it feels like something broke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of directions you could take that question. I mean, I think one area I think would be like the next phase in a lot of ways is innovation in the sense that there's a lot of, crazy new experimental processes for coffee, like how they're taking it from the cherries that are picked to then kind of the dried bean that then gets shipped. Um, And some of those, I think there's been kind of an arc there of like crazy wild anaerobic coffees that that now a lot of people are like, yeah, that's, I don't really want fruit juice in my coffee. I just want (laughs) like a classic, but just the experimentation that's happening there, I think is really cool. 
um, and producers being able to kind of um, try new things that potentially could get more money and, and value out of their coffee. Um, and also like on the other side, on the consumer side, like there's a lot of cool new coffee products coming out, you know, something like instant coffee or coffee capsules or things like that, that a few years ago were only kind of associated with like the lowest sure. end coffee now has kind of bled into specialty coffee. And I think a lot of that, you know, you're talking about with COVID and how things have changed. And I think a lot of that people realize there's a whole home market of people drinking coffee at home, but wanting that really high quality, but also the convenience. And um, I, I don't know. I mean, most mornings I'm, I'm making a, a pourver and spending time. So I don't know a ton of like the ins and outs of what's happening there, but just kind of seeing at a distance the, the new automated machines that are coming out and new stuff that's coming in capsules and the roasters that are doing stuff with instant. And, and there's just a lot of cool innovation, I think kind of in multiple different directions uh, in the coffee industry. And I think that's really fun to see just, you know, people exploring new things and, and, and trying new things and, and, and the industry growing. So I do love all the new innovations that have come out, especially the, the, the different types of fermentation, just because, I, I know there's people that are out there that I'm like, I'm very traditional. I like my coffee as, as you know, burnt as possible. Um, and, and, and that's great. I am very much of a, let's see what it tastes like for, with fruit punch in there. Let's see what it tastes like with, uh, with grapes and, and, uh, different flavors in there. I, I enjoy that experimentation. What I need them to stop doing is stop making a new grinder every five minutes and making me buy one. <laughs> I, I need them to stop making new new items that just constantly make me feel like I'm, I'm just never going to get out of debt um, in all reality, because this, this is insane because it's fun. It's so much, it, it's so addictive where I, it's, it's a never ending black hole. Um, you're, you're never going to get on top and the minute you're on top, you realize, Oh shoot, someone dropped something new and, and uh, everyone else has that now. And you're just like, but I want that even though it does nothing new for you. I, uh, um... yes, yes, I found, you know, I have a lot of, uh, I, you know, I, I have many hobbies, uh, much to my wife's chagrin sometimes, but everything from, you know, running and biking and gardening and, and, and all these things, I feel like there's, as the more you get into something, the more you're like, Oh, this is why you need the nicer thing. This is why you need the nicer thing. But I think there's a certain point, um, you know, like I think the difference between a, a bird grinder and a blade grinder is significant that it's worth investing in a bird grinder Absolutely. when it comes to like spending $2,000 on a bird grinder. I'd say like, no, most, I mean, diminishing returns. So I think, yeah, I think with everything, uh, coffee and home coffee included, it's, you know, being smart with what you buy and, and kind of getting the most bang for your buck for things that really matter. And, and if you find enjoyment and you have the budget, you know, you can kind of go crazy, but a lot of that, uh, is not necessary. And I agree like the, the consumerism that comes behind a lot of that, not just in coffee, but, but any industry. I mean, the downside to the innovation in those products is obviously the reason that they're doing that is because they, you know, want to make money and, and sure. want to sell things that sometimes you maybe don't need, but. <laughs> Andrew, just, so, I want to, I want to focus on the website a little bit when we come and, and talk about just coffee in general, because we've talked about the industry where it's kind of going we're talking about what you kind of do in terms of, of working in collaboration with others and individuals that maybe had more experience in coffee. But when I look at your website and, and I'm 
I'm kind of just glancing around when, whenever I have some time or I've downloaded a few guides here and there. I, I find them just so vastly in, in, informational and educational to me. But I find uh, a lot what you're doing is very traditional and doing it very well. I'm not looking at things that are just like, like holy crud, like we're going into AeroPress Championship recipes or something insane. Uh, you, 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 foc- you, go, you go in there from time to time, but you focus a lot on what is, is traditional, what people love, but doing it very well. Is that a fair kind of way to kind of assess how things are done at the website? Yeah. I mean, I think the, you know, as far as like, as I mentioned, like having limited time, I mean, I would love to write more articles and get more content on the site. But I think the, the reality is trying to balance all the things like that's one area that I just don't write as much content. But so when I do write content, I want to make sure it's one, something that's evergreen that, you know, in a year or two, it's still going to be helpful and really focus on those articles that are, you know, whether it's brew recipes of like, here are some ways that you can brew with these different, you know, with the AeroPress or with the V60. Um, or more of just the idea of like, here's a great, you know, an article on like how to cup coffee at home and, and more kind of um, instructive and, and helpful from like the home coffee consumer and not necessarily, um, you know, overly complex or detailed. I mean, sure. I think my, the audience I try and hit with the website, especially are like everyone from like the person who's been drinking Starbucks and getting into specialty coffee to someone who's very much in specialty coffee, um, but not, uh, you know, like a, pro- a coffee professional necessarily, because I think they're the ones that I'm learning from. I'm trying to kind of hit that market of those people that are either new or kind of middle specialty um, and, and can have some helpful guides like those downloads and things like that that can just help them improve making coffee at home. With your journey that you've done in the world of coffee, and you saying, I never expected to get where it is right now. What's been most just fascinating, most unexpected thing about this journey that you just weren't expecting at all? I mean, I, I think I'd probably have to say just the community around coffee. Like when I started Pompor, it was totally just like a a fun creative outlet, like for me to kind of share some stuff and, there was never an intention of like, Oh man, I can't wait to meet like people in the coffee industry, uh, you know, around the world. But that's honestly been kind of the most fun kind of getting to connect with people. Like just last weekend, um, a roaster from Chattanooga that I've kind of tried their coffee and featured their coffee in my coffee club and stuff. They were in town, St. Louis and he's like, Hey, you want to get coffee? And I was like, yeah, great. You know, like I would never have thought something like that would happen. Um, and those are the types of relationships and kind of connections that have been super fun. Um, so, I mean, I think that, but there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of surprises, a lot of things that I've learned both about coffee and, and, you know, about Instagram and everything else that, that has been a lot of fun too. Sure. That that's <laughs> Instagram's always fun. Uh, when it comes down to learning the algorithms, what makes everyone yes. tick, and what works today will not work tomorrow, I assure you, when it comes down yes. to this game. Andrew, I I know you won't say it, but I will say it for you, sir. You you are, in my opinion, one of the giants in, in this, this world. I love what you've done. I find fascinating your journey of, of coffee in general. 
and and I I on behalf of everyone that, that drinks coffee, we, we appreciate what you've done and promote and continue to do for everyone, sir. Well, thank you. It, it's uh, it's a lot of fun to do it. I'm I'm honored that I, I get to and yeah, I thanks for <laughs> absolutely for reaching out to have the conversation. No, I love of course, having kind of talks. Of course, Andrew. Andrew, uh, where, where can people find Pull and Pour? Yeah, so it's the two main avenues on our Instagram. So it's just at Pull and Pour Coffee, and then the website, um, and then kind of through the website too. I do like a coffee club that's kind of connected to both. It's shared on both Instagram sure. and the website, but it's a little bit different. Where every Monday I'll send out a text that has a coffee and it's free to join and you can buy as many or as few you don't have to buy any of them but it's a great way to kind of discover new coffees and i was you know as we were talking about before i was trying hundreds of coffee and working with the roaster so i was already kind of doing the legwork to find great coffees and it's just a great way to kind of share them more directly with people so those are kind of three avenues uh i've not there's a lot of other social medias you know i'm on youtube but there's not much content and (laughs) other just trying to have to pick that, that's Pick a different your priorities. And, that's and a different game. <laughs> that's a different game. YouTube. Yes, Andrew. Yes. I I have had a blast talking to you. Thank you so much. You you are yes, in fact uh, uh, one of the giants in here, and I, I know you will never accept that, but I, I consider you one, sir. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, um, and don't forget to subscribe to Everything Coffee on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast, and follow us on Instagram at everything dot coffee. Podcast and check us out at our website at everythingcoffee.podbean.com. Thank you for listening and doing your part in supporting local businesses in your city and around the world.